In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. As it is now, we enter into the second, the second Sunday of the sanctification of the Church, of Qadish Eta. What it is that we're going towards now is how it is, what right, right worship is, and what the purpose of the Church is. You know, last week we entered the first, uh, the first Sunday of the Church, and we figure out how it is, again, that we are to view Jesus. And now we're coming to this idea of what it means to have right worship, right? Remember, every time it is that we listen to the Gospel, Jesus has these spiritual truths that He's trying to enlighten us with. He wants us to understand. He wants us to truly understand what the point of being His disciple is, and how it is that we follow Him, and offer Him the right prayer, the right praise that is due, the right worship that is due to Him. And so as it is that we read today's Gospel, as it is that, that we kind of enter into the mystery of Jesus, I want us to focus first on the readings that kind of preceded this, right? The readings that came before the Gospel, the one from the Old Testament, the one from the New, and now it is that we read from the Gospel, and what do these have in common? The Old Testament speaks much of sacrifice, offering, an offering, to give something to God, a great offering, right? Here it is, we come here every Sunday, and when it is that we receive the Eucharist, when we receive the Holy Qurbana, literally it means a great offering, something that is given to you from God. And so as it is that we see these things, we see that Jesus here today speaks, in the Old Testament as well as the New, of an offering. How it is in the Old Testament that said that here is a temple, here is how you offer these sacrifices to God, here is what it is that you're supposed to offer as these Jews, as these chosen people of God, that when it is that you go to the altar of God, you are to offer something living. And most of the time, you know, back in the day, this used to be a sheep without blemish, kind of like the perfect sheep they would choose, right? Or some sort of other animal they would choose, or sometimes grain, whatever it might have been. But they would offer it upon the temple of God, and they would slaughter the sheep, they would slaughter the sacrifice, this thing that is alive, and the blood would pour forth, blood, the symbol of life would pour forth, and that is what they offered to God. The costliest of what they had, the most of what they had was reserved for God. Now here is St. Paul, who takes it a step further. He says, here is this covenant that he made with Israel, that God made with Israel. And time and time and time again, the people of Israel had failed. Time and time again, they went against the covenant. Time and time again, they sinned against him. And so what does God do? Does he run away from them? Does he smite them? Does he punish them? No. Very interesting. What does he do instead? He comes closer to them. Now he says, I'm going to make a new covenant. If someone breaks your friendship, someone breaks that covenant with you, think of your own personal life, someone breaks your friendship, someone's betrayed your trust, someone's gone against you in the worst way you can imagine. What do you do? You walk away from that person, maybe you get angry, whatever it might be, and you just say, you know what? I wipe my hands free of this person. Yet here's God, who doesn't do that. Who has, been, who has been countless times betrayed by his own people. And what does he do instead? He forms a new covenant. He forms a new relationship. He says, I'm not going to walk away from them. I'm not walking away from my people, but I'm going to go towards my people. I'm going to establish this new relationship. And that new relationship, as St. Paul tells us today, comes from Jesus Christ. 
That when it is that He comes down, it is God who comes to us to reveal to us this new relationship that He has in mind for each and every single one of us who come here who want to experience His love. And it's a beautiful, beautiful covenant that He gives us. Here is St. Paul today, if we remember from the reading. The old, for that, if the first covenant had been faultless, no place would have been sought for a second one. But he finds fault with them, and he says, he finds fault with us, and he says, but this is the covenant, the new covenant that I will establish with the house of Israel. After those days, says the Lord, I will put my laws in their minds, and I will write them upon their hearts. I will be their God, and they will be my people. Not angry with you. I still love you. Not angry with you. I still love you. No matter how many times it is that you fall away from him, no matter how many times it is that you betray God, He still loves us. And so when it is that He still loves us, when it is that St. Paul says, they shall be my people, he quotes, he quotes the Old Testament, they shall be my people, they shall not teach each one his fellow citizen and kinsman, saying, know the Lord, for we all shall know, from the least to the greatest. For I will forgive their sins, I will forgive their evil doing, and I will remember their sins no more in the blood of Jesus. My brother and sister, here is this, this sacrifice, here is this offering, here is what God today invites us to. He invites us to come into His church, He invites us now into His church, He invites us to receive the holy qurbana, the holy offering that He gives us each and every Sunday. But now it is that we must also respond to Him. He gives us everything. He doesn't hold back. No matter how many times it is that we sin against Him, we have that gift of confession. We have that gift of being able to be reconciled with Him. That gift of being able to come back to Him. And He forgets our sins as if they never happened because He wants that right relationship between us. Now He says, I've given you everything. I've offered this to you. What are you going to offer me in return? What are you who are sitting here each and every Sunday who try to be good Christians, right? who are always striving towards the cross, who always have our eyes fixed upon the cross, what are you now going to offer Jesus? That is the question. And as we think about this question, as we think about our own qurbana that we give Jesus, our own sacrifice, He gives us the answer today. Here are the Pharisees, they don't quite get it. Here are the disciples and Jesus, and they're walking through a grain field, they're walking on the Sabbath. On the Sabbath, you're supposed to do no work for a Jew. It was very, very bad to do any work. You are to carry no burden, right? And sometimes they would really, really, really define what a burden is to kind of like the extremist example. For example, some rabbis would say in that time, if anything weighs more than two dried figs, don't carry it. It's considered a burden. Can't do anything. You are to rest on this day. And they took that rest very seriously. And so this is the mindset that Jesus is taking. This is what he's dealing with, right? They don't quite understand the love of God. They don't quite understand that law is meant to lead us to good sacrifice. They don't quite understand it. In fact, the Jews took it so seriously, the Sabbath, that when it is that the Romans wanted to take over, the, take over Jerusalem, when it is that they were preparing to conquer Jerusalem, what they would do is, generally what would happen for some walled cities, is they would, here's Jerusalem, high walls, and what they would do, the Romans, is every seventh day, when it happened to be their Sabbath, they would build a hill. And every seventh day, they'd wait, and they'd build, they'd build up the hill, build up the hill, build up the hill, and this hill eventually would be able to go over Jerusalem. Now they would wait on every seventh day, because the Jews would just look from the walls, but they, would, they couldn't do anything. They couldn't go out and fight the Romans. They couldn't go out and disrupt the building of this. 
because it's considered the Sabbath. Crazy. So Jerusalem was taken over by the Romans because every seventh day they refused to do anything. They refused to guard the gates. They refused to really go out and fight the Romans. Instead, they would worship God. They would worship God as their law required. And so this is the stubborn mindset that Jesus is getting. What is love? Here are, the, here are the Pharisees who go against him and say, don't your disciples know this is not right? And now Jesus tells us this. What I desire from you is, is mercy. Other translations say steadfast love, and I don't desire sacrifice. I desire steadfast love, not sacrifice. Of course, Jesus does require, he wants sacrifice from us, but what is sacrifice? But that love that we have towards Jesus. That is what he's getting. That when you come to church, when it is that as Christians, when it is that we do sin, and we come before God in the Mass, when it is that we come before Jesus in the Mass, this is what we're offering Him, that steadfast love. And that steadfast love becomes our sacrifice. That steadfast love becomes the offering that we give to God. In the same way that Jesus gives Himself to you completely in the Eucharist, that we receive Him completely. All of Jesus is received in the Eucharist, in the Holy Qurban. Now it is that we offer our own hearts our own pure hearts, our hearts that know love, our hearts that don't know sin, our hearts that try to make its way from sin, a heart that is trying to follow Jesus in the cross. It's then that we give that heart back to Jesus when it is that we offer in the Mass. And so this, this is what it is that Jesus is calling for us. That if St. Paul says that we are temples of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit lives inside us, we're now able to make that sacrifice. My brothers and sisters, what Jesus wants from us today is steadfast love. Steadfast meaning each and every day we keep true to Him. Each and every day when it is that we realize our faults, we go back to Him in the great mercy that He offers us in confession. We say, Jesus, here is where the dark parts of my hearts are. Here is where I'm trying to offer you that pure and holy sacrifice. Here is where I fall short. But here is where I'm going to try to make amends with you because I want nothing more than to offer you a clean heart. I want to offer you a clean heart. Just as you offer yourself completely to me, now I want to offer myself completely to you. He's not looking for you to sacrifice a lamb. He's not looking for you to sacrifice an animal or anything, whatever it might be. But He wants you. And He wants you completely. He wants your heart to be pure. As it is that you come to offer the living sacrifice of yourself, the temple of the Holy Spirit, to Jesus. So we pray during this Mass, that as it is, that we begin to really meditate upon this mystery of offering Jesus, right? The pure living sacrifice of ourselves, we might always become those faithful disciples who know Him as the way, the truth, and the life. There is no other way, truth, or life. That when it is that we follow Him, all of love is known. We pray that we are able to offer Him that steadfast love each and every day to offer Him that true and living sacrifice. Amen?